When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome back to the DC Crossover. We are back for a football season, episode number 121. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. It feels good to make our triumphant return. Uh, you know, we had the summer off a little bit. We did some shows here and there. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, we did different drafts. We did different food talks. Uh, we kept it relaxed for the summertime. But now, with the football season back, uh, we are back as well. And a uh, lot to talk about here as the Commanders get ready to start their season. We got college football in full swing. The Nats are still terrible. Uh, <laughs> we got basketball and, and hockey season is right around the corner. I mean, it's crazy to think. Yeah. Like uh, that, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be time for that, you know. Like soon, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you you forget that uh, those seasons they just creep up on you. You're like, all right, I, I I feel like it was NBA season not that long ago. Now suddenly it's gonna be you know in October. The next thing you know, we're gonna be back to a full slate of sports. It's gonna be the best time of the year though, because you get your college football, your your NFL. You get NBA back, you get NHL back, you get college basketball back at some point. Um, NBA, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great time. We're heading into a great time of year, Mike. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is, as you mentioned, uh, having quote unquote the summer off. The funny thing about it is, we were so consistent for about a month and a half, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, we're on a trip here. Oh, okay, you're out of town here. Oh, your daughter's right, sick right. here, or, or I got you know practice here for the golf team. Uh, that I coach and stuff like that. So it's like, the, th- the funny thing is, is we, we couldn't keep it as, because if we stayed committed to it, we would have just ran out of drafts to do for this summer. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we're the biggest, because right, we're, we're not going to be sitting there talking about the Nats. You know, we're not going to be sitting there talking about, you know, Luis Garcia and, and his his war or something like that. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to mention all these different little tidbits about the Nats because, there was nothing huge coming out of Commander's Camp. We were going to talk about that, but then, like I said, our schedules just kind of hit a wall like late July, and then all of a sudden we've had like one episode of the last like three, four weeks. But we are back, as you said, because the football season is upon us, and sports are coming back for this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been fun. I mean, uh, with college football being back, it was a solid – it was a good week zero, but week one especially, yeah, yeah. you just had some crazy – crazy games uh you know obviously Notre Dame Ohio State was pretty good for a bit at least for a half and then Ohio State was able to pull away you had Georgia just demolish Oregon and and show that like hey Georgia may be the best team in the country Uh, as good as Alabama is I mean Georgia Alabama was playing a snoozer uh Georgia was playing a legit team in Oregon and they destroyed them Uh, yeah you had Florida and Utah in a really fun game that went down to the wire um you know, uh, UNC other? App State. <laughs> yeah, UNC App State, NC State, East Carolina. 
yeah. missing a late extra point and giving NC State a win that really they didn't deserve. <laughs> you yeah. know, Brian uh, Kelly losing his first game as LSU head coach. That is in, in another insane game as well. I mean, there was so much uh, Houston barely beating UTSA, uh, beating him by two. I mean, that was a nuts game. Right. I mean, uh, of course, you're a Virginia Tech Hokies, uh, crap in the bed there against Terrible. ODU. Uh, so, yeah, it's – I feel like for me, I kind of like – that college football comes back before the NFL is officially back because obviously, you know, there's nothing better than during the season where you're like, all right, Saturdays for college football, Sundays for NFL, you're set for your weekend. It gets cold out. So you're like, all right, we're inside anyways. We're just going to be watching these games. But I kind of like that tail end of summer. Like there's still some outdoor time going and, but you've got college football starting and usually they give you a couple solid matchups in week one with some ranked teams. Right. And, and it's like that, that little calm before the storm, Form of, of of all the football being back. I kind of like that week one where you just like, you can settle in. They got games like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, they got games all over the place <laughs> schedule-wise. It's like, what yeah. are we doing here? Like yeah. the fact, I was so confused. I was like, isn't the weekend done? Isn't week one done? And then I was like, Oh man, we still have Clemson, Georgia Tech on Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like I've been watching college football for like four days straight. Yeah, and it's 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 awesome to see. Obviously, if you're in the yeah. betting world like I'm us, complaining. Um, and surprisingly, I haven't betted on any games yet. Uh, but obviously, that's shocking to me. Yeah, it is shocking. I just I just been you know busy doing stuff and not really you know focused in on like I wasn't on, really man. focused. You got to get back on the betting grind here. I mean, I, I I'm trust me, I'm going to you know once yeah, you the Bills start Rams some money here. Man. Yeah, yeah. Once the Bills and Rams play on Thursday, which is tomorrow. Yep. Uh, as we record this on a wacky Wednesday here. Um. Obviously, you know, golf season for my team is ending here soon, so we'll get back on schedule. Uh. But at the same time. Uh, tomorrow, Bills, Rams, definitely betting on that one. I'm going all Bills all day. Um, definitely. Oh, yeah, bro- same. Yeah, I already put money on them. Throwing <laughs> some props in there, obviously. Uh, but overall, I mean, that's the thing is, um, you know, I had a wedding last weekend and all that kind of stuff. So, been kind of busy, not really paying attention to college football that much uh, as of late. But like you said, it's kind of like a kind of like a precursor of what's to come. It's it's like the prequel, uh, like like House of Dragon or something like that for Game of Thrones. Even no though I haven't spoilers. watched it yet. Well, I haven't watched it. Okay, and I, okay, I don't yeah, have yeah. HBO either, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got HBO, but I, I we're waiting. We're waiting. I think I'm going to let more episodes collect before I do the bit where you right because you know. It's kind of it's the television is so weird now because yeah you have some shows that do the weekly thing and then you have other shows that are like here's eight episodes all on the Disney's uh, doing that too day. with the Star Wars stuff yeah. yeah yeah they do that and then some of the, some of the other ones too and it's like I mean I'm fine with both but it's just like yeah I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait yeah uh, until like maybe the whole season's out and then I'll just binge it or something like that uh, hey our favorite I, show yeah. though is 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 out uh, releasing more and more episodes six hundred pound life. So, oh, you're uh, still sticking with that, huh? Oh, yeah, me and Jess watch it all the time, man. It's like, I mean, you just see these people on there. And when you're looking at a big person, um, capital B-I-G person, right. uh, you know, you just you just wonder because the, so, obviously something's wrong up there. But just seeing their mannerisms, some, some of them, like I saw one <laughs> where, hey, Craig, man, I know you like it too. Um that's the biggest thing that scared the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, like who's think- in my house? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I actually was thinking. I was like, whoa, um, it came up my ears. But uh, that, anyways, so looking at it, um, and now I'm thinking about the, the mannerisms for some of these people. Like, like I yeah. said, so- something's wrong up there. But when you're looking at no, some. No, no, nothing's wrong up there. Yeah, but that's. Let that, yourself but, get to 600 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, the, I think the biggest I saw was 770 um, so Ooh. far. But the biggest thing about it is. Some people, their mannerisms are like so, like in the infant stages. Like, the, like Doctor Now was talking to this one girl, and she's like, "Uh huh, yes, uh huh," and like wouldn't like say anything. He was like, "Hi, how you doing?" And she, and, she, and she was like, "I'm good." And he's like, "You gained thirty eight pounds. You're not good." Thirty. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, and it's the weirdest thing is how they how they're possibly able to do that where. They're five hundred ninety some pounds or whatever. 
they lose like six pounds and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just getting back into it. Like I, I'm, I'm really going to go after the diet this time. And then all of a sudden, like they come back, they, they gain 28 in two months, like 14 pounds a month. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a ton. Speaking of that, how is your, I know last time we talked like three weeks ago or something doing the show, you and I were both lamenting about the fact that we're both just fatter <laughs> than ever. How has the, how is your the last like month or so? How is uh, the diet stagnant. been going? Okay, so stay the exact well, same. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is, is that because because school started back up, and then I have right. golf golf practice or a golf match or whatever it may be right after. That, that's the issue. It's like I, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know, around with 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 my teammates or not my teammates, my players. Um, but at the same time, it's like I only played one or two. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, they have a match or they have a, a range practice or something like that. So it, it's and, and I get home at like seven. So it's like, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm out and I'm working and I go go to practice, all that stuff. But the season is really short, so it's going to end here soon. And once the season, right. the season ends, they don't have time in the afternoon to go work out and stuff like that. But that's the biggest thing, man. It's been straight stagnant. It's been literally like on the tip of the iceberg, just hanging out, just teetering on the top. I'm with you. I'm not I'm not much better. I, I, I really am right around the same. <laughs> Uh, I will say the trip up to Maine, which we haven't had a chance to talk about on the show. Right. Uh, the trip up to Maine definitely did a number on me just because a lot of lobster rolls, a lot of buttery lobster Ooh. rolls, a lot of beer. Love that butter. Um, it was it was a good time. But I will tell you my gripe. And so and and, uh, and then we'll get into the, the meat of the program. But so you and I have both been a part of weddings, um, you know, as far as like groomsmen and things like right. that. And. One of the parts of uh, of of all that is the day of the wedding. Typically, there is some sort of room that the groomsmen go to to get ready, and usually, right. like there's some pictures or something like that. So it depends on the venue, but usually there's some sort of open. What do space. they call that? Yeah, a, a groom's room. I mean, I don't know, like <laughs> some, something like the that. groom's room. So, like, uh, buddy, my buddy Ian's wedding, there was like a real cool room that had actually like three TVs, oh, a couple sick. couches. Nice. Like, that was that was the coolest one. I know for my wedding, it was there was just like a big open space and it was fine. But like, right. you know, usually there's something like that. So for this wedding in Maine, instead of like a uh, like a, a rented room or whatever it was. Um, they were like, all right, well, this guy's because the the wedding was on this resort, so uh, there's like hotel rooms and stuff. And he's like, we're gonna all get ready in so and so's room, and so I'm like, okay, uh, what, uh, whatever, maybe it's a big room. So we get there, and like the the way this guy's room was, it was like he had his like bedroom, there was a bathroom, and then there was like a living room type space. It was mm-hmm. one couch, one chair, a small TV in the corner. And then this giant sloped ceiling that took up half the room. Aww. And so when I get there, I'm kind of like, like you're at the Luxor in so Vegas, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I was so when I'm there, uh, we got there, and I was kind of like, this is gonna be interesting because there's like ten dudes that are supposed to be in this room, <laughs> and like two parent and like the dads and like the brother. And it's like there's gonna be like twelve people in this room. There's one couch. There's one chair. You can't really stand in, mo- in half the room because of the ceiling. And that's when I start the wheels start turning. I'm starting to go like, oh no, this is gonna be terrible. Like this is this is my nightmare. I don't like being claustrophobic. I don't like having a bunch of people. All and right. that is exactly what happened. It was like twelve guys. All you could do was either sit on the floor, or obviously we gave like the dads the the, com- the couches and stuff because they're old men, and like the rest of us are like sitting on the floor Ugh. eating this like sub sandwich, and then like we're, when it comes time to get changed into our tuxes or whatever, it's like there's no room to do it. There's nowhere to stand. There's nowhere to put your like hang your stuff. You're just like yeah. you're like what are we doing here? And we had to be in this room for like an hour and a half or something like that and they're like the person's coming in taking pictures i'm like sticking my head out the window trying not because i'm trying not to sweat my ass off because it's, <laughs> it's really hot in this room we got 15 dudes here barely any ac uh I- i'm starting to sweat a little bit i'm, I'm getting the, my little pocket square and kind of starting to do the dab oh, a little no. bit no you gotta have the bandana dab. man you gotta have the bandana because i'm like this is the, the wedding hasn't the even started square. yet the wedding hasn't even started yet and i'm sweating and then next thing you know, they're like, all right. And the whole wedding itself was going to be outside. It was like 95 degrees outside. Uh, sun just bearing down on us. It's 4 <laughs> o'clock or something. So it's the heat of the day. Great idea. And then they're like, the last thing on this was, so then they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Um, we're, we're all, all the groomsmen are going to get on this boat. 
And then because the wedding was like right by this harbor, they're like, all the groomsmen get on this boat. It's going to like go around the harbor for like 15 minutes and then it's going to come back and we're all going to get off the boat and then the ceremony's going to start. And like, that's how. So I'm like, all right, uh, okay. It's I a guess. lot of wheels turning. Whatever. Here. So I start walking. So here's the thing to get to the boat, you got to go through a dock, right? This dock is one of those like floating docks where it's not stable. It's like, it's, it's shaking a little bit. And so I, and we're all in our <laughs> suits. We're all in our suits for this wedding. And I'm starting to walk on this dock, and I'm kind of like, if I slip off this thing and fall into the water, I I'm going to ruin the wedding. Because they're going to be like, it's going to be like all the groomsmen, and then this guy who's soaking wet. <laughs> like the and, and we had to buy these suits, too. So like it's like, oh. I've just ruined, I've just spent like $300 on this suit or whatever. So like the whole time I'm taking baby steps, I'm almost like crawling on this deck. I'm just like, I don't want to fall here. Everybody <laughs> else is just prancing around like, like they know what they're doing, and... I, I was uh, there was a couple moments and uh, that where I totally thought I was gonna slip off this thing and then yeah then you have to get on this boat and this boat's shaking and rocking and it's like <laughs> nobody wants to point at me for the reason why it's shaking and rocking but it's like clearly it's the big guy that's making this boat about to sink uh, <laughs> you know and it's just like it was just like the most stressful situation and then you know for the wedding itself and you've been at weddings where like it's tough when you don't really know that many people it's like I knew a couple of the guys. Th- that were in the groom's party or whatever. Right. But after that, it's like, I don't know this guy's family. I don't know this guy's uncle or cousins. Like, what am I doing? Like, uh, making small talk with these guys like <laughs> I'm ever going to see them again in my life. <laughs> and and it was just, it was a tough time, man. It was a tough look. The only thing that, that, that I survived off was those lobster rolls, though. I'm yeah. sending you pictures of them. I mean, dude, we're talking unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, well, so you're, 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 you're thinking about all those people, and they're, they're just thinking about this for you. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I don't need to know this guy. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like, I, I mean, some of the conversations I kind of just checked out of. I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't really need to know anything about you because, like, I'm never going to see you again in my life. I know we're making small talk and all, but, like, it's yeah. just, this is pointless. This is a pointless conversation. Well, you know? that's the funny thing, though, is that, you know, when, when it comes down to weddings of, you know, people you don't really know too well. Like, obviously, if you go there, you know, you have a group of people that you can hang around with that group. But when you go and it's like out of town and like they've been out of town for 10 years ever since they moved there. And like, you know, it's a smaller wedding. So a lot of people couldn't make the trip. So they got a lot of people from right. work or a lot of neighbors or whatever, because they've they've established themselves up in the upper peninsula or whatever the hell they call that. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, is that what they call it? I don't even yeah, know. The UP, man. UP. Uh, so, um, European. So, um, sure. <laughs> uh, sorry, that joke just came in my head. Um, but man, that Craig, man, he's always, he, he's, he's the hometown hero here. Um, so, uh, that's the biggest thing though, is that when you go there, you're like, okay, who's really going to be here? Like, that's the biggest thing. Like who's, yeah. who's going to show up? And that's the thing is I've been to a couple weddings like that over, you know, my life. Uh, you know, from, I guess you could say college on, uh, when people started getting, uh, you know, married and whatnot, right. and a, cu- a couple of those, there was one that I went to, um, that was out of state and I went, you know, with a friend, uh, you know, and it was just me and him. And we went out there for a, for a wedding from the, um, I think it was, might've been in Nashville or something like that. So it was kind of cool, but all of a sudden we went out there and like, I didn't know anybody except for like maybe i I can make small talk and i can talk to people and i can do it all the time but it's like when you go out there it's like and you don't want to be that guy like all of a sudden doing the cha-cha slide and they're like hey there's that guy yeah you know and all of a sudden dancing guy here's the dance sweaty guy guy. (laughs) it's a dancing sweaty guy who fell off the dock earlier on the the fish scales uh but it's just weird man when you go to a wedding you don't know a lot of people um, and it's all, and it's not like a, a group, like a group of right. like five or six of you that you can hang out with. Then it becomes real awkward. And then you do the Irish goodbye. Really, oh, really yeah. swoon, the worst, really the worst is when your significant other is part of the wedding and you're not. Yeah. And so like you yeah. have to be there like days early or like hours early and all this sort of stuff. And just, and they're involved with all the activities that they have to be involved with. And you're just sitting there like. I don't know anybody here, and the one person I know is involved in the wedding, so she's got to go do all this other stuff. And you're just right. like, I'm screwed right now. <laughs> like that—that yeah. that is, that is. Or like, you go travel for that wedding, and like they have to go do all the stuff, and you're just like stuck in your hotel room. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm just waiting around. You know. Well, well, and honestly, I like that because I can. Well, that's just not like... too bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, now that I think about yeah, it, take it, that I don't back. Mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. You throw on a little House of Dragons. 
and, yeah. uh, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. The, wor- the worst part is, though, is that, um, you know, luckily at a wedding I was at a, f- uh, a couple months ago or whatever, um, I think I might have mentioned this to you or whatever. Um, so Jess was in the, in the wedding, but then all of a sudden, you know, when we had the transport, luckily the day before we had a, um, a, uh, like, a, like the grooms, uh, not the groomsmen, the groom and the groomsmen and, uh, like the dads. And I was just, I was invited, uh, cause I play golf and we all had the scramble and stuff like that. So it was like oh, okay. 24 dudes. So I actually knew some people so that's prior good. to that. Yeah. So yeah. the good thing was that like, I saw, uh, the guy that was one of my partners and his family on the, on the, on the transport bus and all that stuff. So that was nice. Um, that, but it's like, if I didn't do that, then I would be like sitting there by myself You're in this the tour bus of the bridesmaid. <laughs> Like that's all you are. That's your identity. That's always what you. It's a weird thing when someone's like, "Hey, how do you know you know the the couple?" And you're just like, ah, "I'm just I'm just the plus one." I don't. You just go. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I came for the food. <laughs> oh, but hey, the last couple of weddings that I've been to though, pretty good food. Not gonna lie. I, I, Not for gonna this lie. one, the rehearsal dinner spread was actually better than the wedding day spread, which was surprising. Really? Yeah, rehearsal dinner was like a buffet wow. thing. And then, but for Ooh, the wedding itself, it. it was one of those things where you had to choose the plate, like, you know, when you got the invitation or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I chose like steak or whatever. And then when it got there, it was like, it was fine, but it, I wanted some more. And that's why buffet style is always oh, yeah. the best because you could load that puppy up. Oh, yeah. And, and me and Jess have been talking about the the Jimmy Buffett style, uh, you know, and, yeah. you know, basically, <laughs> that's you the know, way to go, man. I do. I, I actually, I loved it, man. When I, we had that, I loved it because. They had like they had the fish and then had a chicken and then you steak. get a little bit of everything, dude. Dude, my plate to go. was a mountain, and that's I didn't. Way to go. I didn't care. I was so full. I felt so good. Oh, oh man, it was great. See, that's the thing. It's like I was hungry after it. I was like, I'm ready to eat something else oh, after this man. wedding. That's rough. You know that 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 was a tough. That was that was a tough part of it. But I did. We, I, I'm not gonna lie. Last thing, the la- the last wedding I went to, you know, we ate and it was good food and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but at the end, you know, it was I don't know what time it was. 11:30, 12 o'clock, something like that. We get back to the hotel room. And I'm like, hey, let's order some pizza. And I literally doused an entire Domino's pizza, and it tasted. It was one of the uh, best Domino's pizza I ever had. I mean, it was so it was so good. I'm not that, gonna lie. That 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 is incredible. And then you like wake up at 2 a.m. and your stomach hurts, and you're like, God, why did I do that? But in the moment, you're like, this. Yeah. Is, this well, is I had a Pizza Hut pizza like two weeks ago, and it was the mo- worst pizza I've ever had in my life. It was so really? bad. Dude. People, I've heard a lot of good things oh. about the pizza pizza recently, and so well, it was the one on Eldon Street, so it probably oh, wasn't yeah. the best one. You should have stayed away from that. One. What do you think? <laughs> that's, uh, that's 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 Sketch Market One Hundred and One, uh, Monkeypox Town, right there. <laughs> that's that's where that's where it originated. Yikes! Uh, let's 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 talk a little football. We are the commander. Obviously, you know the season is upon us now, and uh, you know yes, we didn't is. do. We didn't do a bunch of like preview shows and all that sort of stuff, um, but you know now we're going to be in the thick of it, anyways, for the season. So obviously you'll be getting. So what we'll, what we'll be trying to do is most uh, just for those uh, who care, you know, listening to the show, uh, we're going to be trying to maybe target Sunday evening episodes uh, on, especially with game days and stuff with with the, the commanders playing at like one o'clock or whatever. Um, either Sunday evenings or Mondays or something like that, so we can give you a good recap and our thoughts on the game itself. Uh, obviously, if it's a Sunday night football game, you're probably not going to hear our thoughts for a while. Most likely, it's going to be the regular Monday shtick, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, heading into this season and this week one matchup and things like that, um, obviously, this is uh, this is a pretty – I mean, every season is important, but you know, this season, especially now with a new quarterback at the helm – uh, with some of the shine worn off of Ron Rivera and, and company and kind of being like, all right, now here is kind of the year where you kind of need to show, are we going in the right direction or not? Um, you know, still a lot of question marks on this team, things like that. Um, I, I, I'm very intrigued because I feel like um, the commanders are, while I'm not expecting them to win a Super Bowl or anything, I, I do think they're flying a little bit under the radar I don't know if it's because of the name change or what, but I feel like nobody's really talking about this team at all. And I do think, you know, while this isn't an incredible team, I do think that division being as weak as it is, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility the Commanders could possibly be in the mix. Uh, you know, obviously the Cowboys are the favorites probably, but, you know, I just think that nobody's talking about this team, it feels like to right. me. You know? I mean, the the biggest thing is no one's really talking about the team. I mean, it was a seven the, win team last year. Yeah, you know? but the biggest thing is no one's really talking about the team 
uh, in retrospect because of the last three weeks. There's been so many, sure. uh, you know, not really spoilers, but so many things coming out of camp from whether it be you know John Kime or J.P. Finley or one of the one of the guys on the beat uh, that go out there day in and day out and have seen you know the first team reps, have seen the second team reps, have seen uh, you know guys on the secondary field or whatever you know recovering from injuries or whatever it may be. And that's the biggest thing is you know. Antonio Gibson fumbles early. Then all of a sudden, Brian Robinson, uh, you know, shot. Yeah, yeah, he get, he he Crazy gets story. injured by uh, a bullet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, we don't know the full pro- prognosis of that so far um, when it comes to. But everything seems. I know he like, was in the locker room yesterday or today or something like that. You know, yeah. obviously on crutches and stuff. Um, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, the thing was, they did say that he. Every, the bullet somehow missed everything. Yeah. It was like the best possible way to get shot. Yeah. It was like it was literally like uh you know not to be insensitive but it was literally like yeah like he he's almost lucky in the way that he got shot yeah. in that it didn't nick anything major, you know, that yep. sort of thing. No yeah. bone, no arteries, good no, <laughs> you know, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing is he got lucky for it, and, that, and, that, and that's good. We're, we're glad to see it. Um, but he was, you know, one of the st- rising stars out of camp, uh, and he was one of the controversial draft picks uh, of this team. But the biggest thing is when you're looking at it, there was just no flashiness. There was no – and, that, and that's right. the one thing I hate about preseason is that – God, I hate the preseason. <laughs> if you, if you ha- I mean, I love the three games because it's so over so quick, and I do love the week off like this week. So if you yeah. have injuries, maybe they can heal an extra week. Um, it's kind of like a mini bye week. But the biggest thing for me is like you're looking at this team, and it's, it, it's kind of annoying because you look at a team like the Chiefs. You look at a team like you know Brady and the Bucks or whoever it may be. Those teams that have quarterbacks that go out there and just, you know, motor down the field, like you're trying to show something with the first teamers. But our first teamers on offense didn't really do anything. And that's the biggest thing is we weren't scoring a lot of points. And yes, you can take that for what it's worth. You can take the the Ravens 25, 28 million game, whatever win streak right, right. in the preseason. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. Yeah, it's meaningless. But the biggest thing is, is that those teams that are established can still move the ball because you know you're not sure. really pre- not really sitting there prepping for you know the Chiefs or you're not sitting there prepping for the Ravens or whoever you're playing in the preseason. No one cares about the preseason. It's there to get you know game time for the guys that need to make the team or at least move up the depth chart. But the biggest thing for me is like I'm just tired of this team going out there and like oh we're gonna play our starters for two series or something like that. Put them out there for a little bit longer. I mean, it's like, yeah, obviously you're risking injury, but we're also risking Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's 47 years old uh, and, and is on one leg apparently or whatever, and yeah. goes out there and that was our guy. D- does one quarter and he's out for the season. So it's yeah. like you're looking at it and saying, you know, you can only preserve these guys so much, and that's my biggest thing is when you're Carson Wentz and you're in your third system in three years and you go in there and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to limit him and we're not going to play him that much and all that kind of stuff. I understand you don't want to show anything, but you got to go out there and give some of these guys reps. And that's the biggest thing is there's only so much you can do in practice. And for me, the preseason really hurt this team because people were talking about them. They were not really the buzz, but they were the – you know, they were the the worker bee that's over in the back that, like, everyone was like, oh, look, there's the commanders over there. You know, they're doing a little bit here and there, uh, you know, and you know, they did a decent draft, and they got Carson Wentz. We'll see what happens. You know, they were those people in the background, and now they're just the, the – the, I don't even know what other insect to use uh, that's, that's somehow in the hive that's, like, buried underneath, like, a million other bees that no one cares about. And that's the biggest thing is you're looking at it and you're seeing that come out in the – whole entire matchup predictor with the Jags in the first week where we're only favored by two and a half on ESPN. Now, other sports books could be different, but it's like, I mean, the Jags won like two games last year. It's unbelievable. I mean, like, I, I get it. Look, like, I think the commanders, you know, we'll, and we'll get into some, I, I have a couple like props and over-unders we can talk about in a bit, right, but, right. Um, you know, I, I think this is, at the end of the day, a, a seven-win team, or they're coming off a seven-win season under like, you know, much much worse quarterback play i'd say than what they're hopefully going to be getting here this season you've got a lot of the same returning characters yeah. um you've got you know uh terry mclaurin now having a 
a stable, good quarterback. You got John Dotson, who's supposed to be the real deal. Uh, you've got Curtis Samuel, who will hopefully suddenly appear to be a good football player again. Uh, and then or you know, play. You've got, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got you know some of the the usual suspects on defensive line and that sort of thing. And so so it's like it's not even like it's not like this team got worse really in the off season. So I'm kind of like. Why are we thinking that this team is only, you know, two and a half fit point favorites over Jacksonville, right. who's, you know, awful? It's, it's well, very weird to me. And that's the thing is, obviously, we're going into the season without Chase Young. As of right now, he's on the pup list, so he's not going to be playing until week five. Sure. Uh, but you can't really look at that and say, I mean, he didn't really play, you know, presumably well last year. Yeah, he wasn't um, even – that was what we were talking about last season was like – yeah. Where where is Chase Young? Why is he not showing up and stuff like that? So it's not like that's a big detrimental miss. You exactly. Know? We've still got the the pain, Allen sweat. You know yep. those guys. You know. Yeah, and, and Cam Curl's a little hurt. So that, but he but when he comes back, obviously he he was a, a hit for the seventh round. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice apparently he got a lot of rave reviews last year. I didn't really see too much from him, but I believe he got hurt uh, later in the season. I mean, you you got guys that are in their second year. Bobby McCain's in his second year. Uh, William Jackson. I mean, it's like in the same year. team, basically. Basically coming yeah, back, you're looking exactly. at the depth chart. It's like, I know all these guys. I know Jamin Davis. I know Cole Holcomb, who yeah. had a really strong season last year. You know, like we've got, <laughs> it's all the same suspects. So it's like, why are we not thinking that with the couple additions of, you know, Dotson and Wentz and, and some of these other guys, Turner on the uh, offensive line, you know, some of these other guys, it's like, why are we not thinking this could potentially be an eight or nine win team? Yeah. You know? and, and, and that's the biggest thing is you're looking at, we, Lost some, obviously we lost Sheriff, but we ended up getting Trey Turner, who the other Trey Turner, yeah, um, yeah. is yeah, we had one Trey Turner left, the other I mean, came we, here. Yeah, we got the other guy spells his name differently. Yeah, uh, and uh, so, but this Trey Turner, obviously he's played uh, and started for other teams. Obviously the Steelers being one of them. Andrew Norwell, he's he's well known. He played for Jacksonville, so yeah. he, I mean, hey, he might, might even give us a little tip. You know, who knows? You got uh, Cosme but I, coming back, yeah, you got, yeah, Cosme coming off injury. That's right, and that's the biggest thing is like. I just think that this team has improved, but to only have you know that little that little bit of window is kind of like okay, let's be honest here. So I, I just think that the improvements that they have on this team, they re-signed J.D. McKissick, which was huge. Obviously, Antonio Gibson had a thousand-yard season. You improve the quarterback position here. Jahan Dotson, as you mentioned, Curtis Samuel, he's still somehow healthy. Logan Thomas is probably going to start in the first week of the season. So right. you're, you're looking at this team, you know, and and just saying that. How did they go from winning seven games uh, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback with, you know, Terry McLaurin being the only target pretty much in this entire team? Somehow De'Ami Brown's still on the team. Can't catch a ball in, in preseason from what I heard. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're, you're just looking at a lot of the a lot of the different moves that improve this team. But this this I don't know what the odds makers are saying. Maybe there's something at a Jags camp that you know Taylor or, or not Taylor Trevor Lawrence is is I've been saying Taylor Heineke forever now. Right, uh, right. Like Trevor Lawrence is all of a sudden maybe maybe doing a spark down there with Doug Peterson. You, you never know. But Travis Etienne is going to be a problem, I think. But hopefully that's what they were saying is they wanted Jamin Davis to go out there and cover Travis Etienne because that's the biggest thing is because he's got sideline to sideline speed as they like to call it. Travis Etienne and and Trevor Lawrence were at Clemson together, and that's a huge one-two combo from the backfield coming out of the backfield, and so on and so forth. So, just just looking at it, I think that this team improved, and especially looking at the depth chart, it's a lot more, I guess you could say, a lot more promising than it was last year after the preseason. Looking at the the names that are on this list, I mean, we know these guys, and and we know that they can, I mean. Different variations last year, like you said. I mean, a bunch of different shuffling around stuff like that. That still, they won seven games with this crew for the most part last year. Yeah, I, I just think that you know, and and getting into some of the props, it's like uh, I know that one of the big ones is seven and a half over under. You know, wins this season for the Commanders, and like for me, and I know a lot of this depends on scheduling and opponents and all this stuff. But for me, I feel like I I, I would take the over uh, for sure on on the seven and a half. Um, because right. I feel like this could, team has got to be able to improve at least a win over last year with a much better quarterback and and all these other stuff that we just talked about. I feel is like that, eight, is that minus one ten? Uh, this one's one hundred five, but yeah, uh, one hundred five. Okay, I mean, yeah, I just, I just I'm wow, one hundred five. I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked by that. I mean, honestly, looking at it, it, it's just I think that this preseason helped betting because I was honestly going to look at uh, betting that they were going to because. Honestly, if you bet for them to uh, make it to the playoffs, 
that was like I think for for some reason I have it in my phone somewhere. It was like plus seven hundred at one point. Really, just to, just to make the playoffs. Like maybe this like one a, is only plus one fifty eight. Um, yeah. So I mean, but, but this was this yeah. was this was like right after the wet signing and stuff like that. So it was, right. I think it was before the draft and everything too. Maybe uh, it was a while back. And the Super but, Bowl plus eight thousand. There you go. Oh, uh, maybe I'll throw you know a hundred bucks on it. Hey, <laughs> hey that would be a nice, that'd be a nice chunk of change. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's the biggest thing though is I just think like like we said going back to to the yeah. to the whole entire starting roster, the depth chart, and everything like that. They improved. They didn't lose a ton. Deron Payne's on a, on a contract year here, so he's got to show something. Uh, and, and I just think that when you're looking at, you know, Jamin Davis, this is his time to shine. You got one year in, no more excuses. I mean, basically when you're looking at it, a lot of these guys, this is going to be their last year or, or, or bust pretty much. Carson yeah. Wentz, same kind of thing. If Carson Wentz sucks, then all of a sudden we're probably going to get rid of him next year and then cut cut our losses. So it's going to be it's going to be kind of kind of crazy. Honestly, there's a lot of question marks. Um, but like sure. you said, the roster is pretty much a lot, a lot of the same guys. And I'm with you. Like, yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to be like I'm drinking the Kool Aid and this team is going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. Yeah, I just right. think that I think there is a certain level of disrespect towards the Commanders right now, and and I think that this team should be able to fly under the radar. I think it's almost better to fly under the radar, have a little chip on your shoulder, kind of be sure. like, hey, nobody's talking about us. Let's make a statement here, especially when you look at their, their early schedule where you got the Jags and then you're at Detroit. And, like, you know, look, all respect to my Lions, but at the same time, I think that the yeah. Lions are a team that's more, you know, they're, they're, down, they're down here still. And, 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 and the commanders are, are definitely above them uh, and further along in their, you know, in their track. So I feel like... You know, you could realistically have this team be, and when the, with the Eagles right after that, that's going to be a big test in Week Three. Um, right. But in, in reality, this could this team could potentially start two and zero, three and zero, heading into that first Dallas game. So I, I think you know that's why there should be some a little bit more excitement. I feel like. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Just running through the schedule real quick. Now I don't really have a win by win analysis right now, but I yeah, still yeah, definitely think yeah, yeah. that you. Uh, hit the nail on the head right there where you're saying it has to be over seven and a half because think about it let's just we can go through it really quickly just just yeah, me- yeah, mention, yeah. mentioning the wins just mention the wins yeah, yeah, yeah. jacksonville detroit yeah okay that's two right there yeah, uh, hopefully <laughs> uh, eagles you got to think we'll at least split that eagles series, split okay mind. that's yeah. one dallas i would say split we can split um, yeah yeah and uh tennessee loss uh chicago yeah. win, win five uh, so that's five green bay loss yep. indy probably a loss matt ryan i think yeah. is an upgrade uh, Minnesota. That's a toss up. Uh, you know, you know? Kurt, Kurt coming back. Um, Indy, we already, or Philly, we already split that. Houston, huge win. Atlanta, yep, big win. Six, New York, seven. and uh, New York and New York again. You we have to win. We, we should you have to win, win the first one. one. You have to win yeah, that yeah. first one. So there's you have eight. To. <laughs> there's eight right there, and that's not even. You know, and then you finish Cleveland, up the season with Cleveland. You do have Deshaun Watson back at that point. Yeah. San Francisco, who who knows what happens all the way over there, yeah. and Dallas. So I mean, right there, that's nine, right, or that's eight, right there. Yeah. So it's like you know, and and we gave some question marks up there. So that's yeah, the biggest thing, exactly. And then there's a chance, you know, some of these games, you know. Uh, you you pull something out like you got you got the titans at home you know obviously titans are, are a darn good football team but yeah. hey you never know you're at home you know some crazy things happen sometimes in the nfl well that's the that's, problem with this team though is that what you said yeah. is is oh yeah. you never know what's going to happen with all the good teams and then all of a sudden the bad teams like the chicago all of a sudden will yeah, lose they'll, they'll by beat 10 their pants <laughs> off us yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is that is true. So yeah, and I think that is the one thing about this team, and that's a good point. And that we experienced this last year, where like it seems like this team, when you you know have full confidence in them, is when <laughs> when they let you down, and then when you had no confidence in them, that's when they would surprise you and they pull off right. a, a big win or something like that. So yeah, hey, I do like the four o'clock games though. That's gonna be fun to watch because we usually sure. never get four o'clock games. Yeah, Obviously. Yeah. You know, we got we got the October thirtieth, right before Halloween. Uh, that's that's against Indy. That's going to be a pretty cool game. Then obviously you got at San Francisco on Christmas Eve uh, at four o'clock. That's going to be awesome uh, to watch as well. But then we got two prime time, a fifteen, a fifteen on Thursday and Monday. So that's going to be pretty fun. And and if they make a splash, obviously later in the season they got the flexible schedule. So you never know when. Obviously you're playing uh, New York and Cle- Cleveland, obviously too, and Dallas again. So overall, it's going to be it's going it's going to be fun to watch but i think eight games is is, is easily be attainable some other uh old, you know prop bets that that i'm seeing uh the other one that really really interested me was this terry mclaurin um over under 1025 and a half receiving yards 1025 um, you said 
1,025 and a half uh, oh, receiving give me a break. yards. The under is is minus 115. Um, and that's where a lot of people – it's interesting. So, so you obviously, you, know, you look at last year uh, and his stats, he was around 1,053 yards receiving last year. Um, but he was dealing with pretty terrible quarterback play as well. And so, you know, I do wonder if, uh, you know, having Carson Wentz there now, obviously you can make an argument and say, oh, maybe Curtis Samuel's going to get more looks. Maybe Jahan Dotson's going to get more looks. But at the same time, I really think Scary Terry could put together a really solid season this year, um, especially having a, a, you know, uh, a really solid quarterback there. So, you know, that's an interesting one to take a look at, I would say, for the betters out there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to log into my DraftKings account. Obviously, I haven't been in there in a while because <laughs> I haven't been on baseball. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like, nope, we're not letting you in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the biggest biggest thing is you're looking at that bet, and I'm trying to look. Oh, my account's locked. All right. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I literally just went live. Yeah, that, was a, that was a spread I found online, so I don't know if that's the DraftKings but, official but I, one. I, but I wonder if you can – because I would bet some money on that right now where I would go t- uh, uh, Scary Terry over 1,000 yards – and uh, you know us getting plus the wins. Right. So I don't know if that could that could you know be paired up together. But I'd like to do a couple props for the team and also for the for our players um, because obviously there's some other ones on there that you've been looking at, and obviously I can't find it because I need to reset my password apparently. Right. Uh, so I mean that's the biggest thing is I think that would be a huge one. Um, and then you know I would look at possibly having certain uh, Antonio Gibson or JD McKissick catches and stuff like that. I would look at stuff like that too. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's definitely um, there's definitely some things to look at there as far as some of the props here before the season starts. So, uh, all you betting folks out there, you've got uh, you got some time here um, before Sunday. Uh, before we move on to kind of the back half of the show, we did want to mention a couple. There's a couple changes in the in in the, in the realm of Washington Commanders, and um, <laughs> w- w- a couple of them. One, they had this new mascot reveal. And then also we have this new song reveal. Uh, so the mascot is Mando. 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 Uh, Mando the mascot, which, which just makes me think of uh, the star, that Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Hey, Mando. That, that guy's <laughs> name was Mando. Um, he is, uh, here's the, the press release here. Mando is an eight-month-old English black lab retriever. Um, English. He's, uh, <laughs> there's a little thing here. Puppies are motivated, mo- motivated by all sorts of things, food, cuddles, and play. For Mando, it's treats, just in case you're, you're wanting too. to know that. Mando, whose final name was chosen by Commander's players, he'll make his debut at the se- uh, team season opener on September 11th against the Jags. Um, you know, I really don't, I mean, he's got, like, some military background stuff. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if he was like a sniper in the army or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's Mando. He's our new mascot. Um, he's, he's Mando. <laughs> he's he's Mando. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if I care uh, about Mando, <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, he looks cute. Um, doesn't impact my life whatsoever, <laughs> this Mando the Black Lab uh, right. existing. He's not, really, he's not really a mascot, right, because, like, who? What is? Th- does this team even have like a mascot that's going to be like running around the stadium at this point? Real quick, uh, I just logged in and 57 days since my last login. Can you believe that? That must wow. be a rec- that must be a record. Jesus. Wow. Maybe I just ran out of money actually. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, like, is Mando going to? Because Mando's a real dog. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But is Mando going to? Is there going to also be like a guy that dresses up in a little outfit and runs around and as the Mandalorian? Um, maybe but see that's the thing is i i think they're trying to go too much like oh this is this is ugga from georgia you know oh this is the the bison from colorado like it doesn't feel as authentic i don't want to have like a little doghouse sitting there and say oh there's mando it's like it's just it's just i mean takes away from the tradition because now like People and the funny thing is, they actually had a poll. Now I heard it on the radio that they had a poll. I didn't vote for it or anything like that, but I heard that the overwhelming favorite was a hog. And right. that's the funny thing is, I think that kind of blew up in their face because everyone said the hog. But then when you um, 
you know, had uh, people say like, oh, well, what about the hog? And then all of a sudden, like, homers were like, well, they should have named it the hogs in the first place. You know, right, it's like, right, and right. which which is true, it's but at the same time. of the mistake they made, yeah. Exactly. So they're like, oh, we're, we're just going to go with a, a nice-looking English dog. Yeah, uh, so what connection <laughs> is that to anything? That, that and, then, and then you have this debacle here with the song that I'm sure many of you have heard. A lot of drums. I don't know if we're really doing that many drums. Are they going to... Yeah. Hail to the Commanders. She's singing, man. That's her singing? Oh, okay. Yeah, this man, is that really pumps me up, man. Yeah, this is awful. Um, I, <laughs> I, it feels very weird. Like, it, well, is just, that, she's like a gospel singer, right? Nothing against her, but she's just sitting there, like she's 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 singing, you know, "Holy Night" on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that it's definitely like, feels like a Christmas a singer voice. I don't want to see Jahan Dotson, you know, you know, juke, you know, I, I don't know, a, a Tra- Trayvon Diggs out, and all of a sudden he goes in for a 77-yard score, and all of a sudden we hear, you know, Aretha Franklin, I'm you know, just confused. belting out notes. <laughs> like, it makes confused. no sense. I'm very confused. I, I don't understand the vibe they're going for here. I mean, football is one of those sports that, like, energy and atmosphere is, like, a crucial part of the game. And like so, if we're talking about this team, you know, suddenly let's say it's you know the fourth quarter, and this team just pulls off a, a, a great drive and scores late and takes the lead, we're having like to keep and everyone's going nuts. It's like to keep the energy going. We're playing that. We're yeah. playing like this, like like you said, this gospel singer singing a variation of the old song, kind of in a way, but definitely not at the same pace, not the same rhythm, like. It's very, it's a very weird move. It's well, an unnecessary you, move. In my well, well, that's the funny thing too is think about the Monday Night Miracle when we were down thirteen nothing, and all right. of a sudden Brunel, sexy lefty, goes out there and chucks two bombs up to Santana Moss. Obviously, it was in Dallas, so it, it, you know it's a little bit different. But say that out that was at you know FedEx or even RFK or whatever, uh, or UPS Stadium as the new one's probably going to be called. Right. Uh, you know, think about that, and all of a sudden you hear that song where she's literally saying one line of the song in like 15 seconds. And you're just like, man, this is really dragging on, uh, you know? And then, like I said, nothing against her, but the biggest thing about that is it's, it's like, awful. that puts me to sleep. That it's doesn't want to get me pumped up. And think about this. Okay. Listen to the song, uh, that the, that the Vegas golden Knights have for their entrances and stuff. They're right. using John wick too music. Right. Right. And that's right, the biggest right. thing. Like, that was when they were playing the Caps in the, in the Stanley Cup, and you know I had that on my phone because it's it's sick. It's like boom, but da 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 boom, but like it's, it's like they're they're get, they're getting yeah, you yeah. pumped up to go to war, right? And all right, of a sudden, right, right. this this lady is is basically you know out there taking me to church, man. She's taking me to church and looking at the the lighting of the Christmas tree. Yeah, you know it's just like I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. I just don't get for a sport that like thrives on like you know like physical violence and stuff. It's like <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, that's. That's brutal. Thank God I won't be going to any of those games. You know, <laughs> screw that stadium. Uh, let's uh, let's move on into a, a little bit of a lighter topic here. As we move into the Sultan Ooh. of Seltzer, is making been a, his it's been a while glorious return as he puts on his Sultan hat, as Sultans do. Seems a little dusty. hasn't been hasn't been used in a while. It's the Sultan of Seltzers, people, where our Sultan here. Rates, a seltzer. My head's getting bigger. Appeal, taste, and overall rating. Right now, the leader in the clubhouse is the Wild Basin Black Raspberry at 8.4 out of 10, followed by the truly classic lime margarita style at 8.2. Then you got the Three Birds Hard Seltzer Mango Lemonade 7.6, Smirnoff Pink Lemonade 7.4, Truly Kiwi Mojito Style Poolside Pack at 6.9. As we near... The tail end of seltzer season, you know, once once the the winter months come, then it's like, 
I don't know. I don't really feel like seltzers at that time. I'm more of a beer guy when it hits like the the late fall, winter, cold. It's hard to pull out a seltzer, you know. Oh, problem is that sometimes you got to stick with the seltzers because they're lower calorie. Because you're, you're the sultan. Because you're the sultan. The sultan. What do we have today? So the uh, what are we calling this again? <laughs> it's been so damn long. The sultan uh, of seltzer. Yeah, okay, I didn't know if we had an official title for it. That is so the official title. I am the sultan, the sultan of seltzers, yes, and my you review are. today is a new flavor from the claw that is oh. white. The okay. claw that is white, the white claw hard seltzer passion fruit. New flavor. Now, okay. I, I believe it's a new flavor. Uh, I've never seen it before, uh, besides this past weekend. Uh, so we decided to grab, uh, you know, a little variety, and and we went with it. So the white claw passion so fruit. Let's see the let's see the first we we judge oh, yeah. by appeal. Appeal. I know, I, I know it's been a while. I know it's been. It's, a while. Sorry, man. It's just uh, I'm all out of. So uh, so, but White Claw, it's, it's always so bland because all they do is just write a new lettering on there. It's not really anything spectacular right, except for the true. surge. Except for the surge. So it looks so like the passion fruit uh, arrived in February of this year. It looks like the Washington Commanders uh, colors. It does. It does have the <laughs> Commanders. So this is a 2022 uh, new flavor. February is when it came out. Yep. 5% uh, alcohol, obviously 100 calories, gluten-free for the gluten people out there. Uh, and two carbs as usual, two sugars. All so right. let's let's, let's take, crack let's open take a this sipperoo uh, here for the Sultan of Seltzer. Ooh, as he's going to take a taste, and then uh, and then he'll give his overall rating here. I'm not a giant claw guy. Um, <laughs> I definitely uh, prefer the truly side of things. But me too, uh, me too. But you know, I think the definitely claw, today too. Claw is for the lower brow, like. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the the peons claw claws are like your Hicks uh, version of like seltzer. It's like it's for the lemmings. It's for the losers out there. The claws. Yeah. Uh, a true man drinks truly lemonades. I want to feel. Yeah, yeah. The people in Westeros. The uh, the people yeah. from King's Landing. There we go. Um, there we go. Yeah, the, the, the regular truly's are. So for what's the people some of the, the initial? Wall. What what uh, are you getting? Initial hints of passion fruit. God, that is so. That's so bad. Oh no! It's <laughs> so bad. It's just like, you know, there's there's those fruits out there. There are that, fruits that you just you just shake your head out like like a like a dragon fruit. Like what yeah. the hell? What are you eating? Just eat an apple. Yeah, um, dragon fruit's pretty wild. Yeah, and then there's like a, a mandarin or something like that kind of fruit. Um, yep, that's a language. You know? Yeah, <laughs> whatever that one's called. No, that's a language. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a fruit. Too. <laughs> it's a fruit too. A mandarin orange. I think it's a very variation. Of I don't even know what a passion fruit looks like. It I looks don't like know. a mango or something. My guess is it's not a real fruit, and it's more of like a combination. Uh, but I could God. be completely wrong, as Google has revealed. No, passion fruit is 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 a real thing. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope it. I hope it is. It looks pretty disgusting, honestly. It looks like it has like maggots inside so. oh that's uh that's 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 uh but great God, i told you that uh so what do we have a rating here oh yeah we do have a rating so the appeal boring lame right. uh taste ass this is so bad well, well, it's it's good for some people <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just not good man it's not is it worse than the lowest rating uh, that you have here, which was the true oh, Kiwi easily, stuff? Easily. Wow. How low are we going here? Oh, we're going uh, official. Okay, we got the official. Got the official. Oh, okay, I got to get the... Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> drum roll. Here we go. Got to make sure we fit this in a TikTok. Yep. The Passion Fruit White Claw new uh, flavor is a 4.1. 4.1. Wow. They, 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 they call that awful. Oh, my God. I'll still drink it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to drink it, oh, yeah. but not going to be wasteful. But 4.1, and it's not even a 50%. It's not even an F on the grading scale for it. This is like so far below that it's just falling off the cliff. Rough. That's rough. Um, let's uh, – oops, I clicked the wrong thing. Um, I, I was trying to remember if we do trivia before the final lap or after the final lap. Um, trivia is before. Trivia is before. Okay. And so I've got a little surprise for you because I'm going to be giving you a trivia question. Oh, okay. So, around. and not a Detroit sports one, a Washington sports one. Oh, nice. I've got, I've got one pulled up here. So this is our. Uh, keep the hat on again. Yeah, keep the hat on, please, for the rest of the show. Um, 
So this is our, our DC Sports trivia section. Usually Mike asks me a trivia question. I almost always get it wrong. Uh, and then you at home can laugh at me. But for this one, I'm going to ask Mike a question. We'll, we'll go back and forth each week. It's not going to be like just me asking him from now on or anything. Great. Um, my question for you, Michael, is what college did Patrick Ramsey go to? What college? That's it. Patrick Ramsey <laughs> go to? He was the 32nd overall pick in the 0203 draft, and of course, playing for your Washington Redskins. Do you recall the college that he attended? Okay, I get one question. You do. Is it is it in the ACC? Uh, certainly not. Oh. Um. Let's see. I mean, I'm. I'm I mean, I know that they aren't. Okay. Um, it is a. It is an FBS team. Yeah. Um, do well, I wanna, going 32nd, I would hope. Do I want to give you a conference? Okay, sure. I'll give you a conference. They're in the American Conference. <laughs> Jesus Christ. American. Well, my first thought was Miami, but that obviously is not right. Not, uh, not, American. Not, not. Who the hell is in the American Conference? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rough one there. So it's, um, the, a, it's the AAC? Uh, the is that American the, Athletic Conference? Sure. Is that what it's called? Um. Yeah, yeah, AAC. Yeah, yeah. What's their What's their uh, mascot? I will say the mascot. I, feel I probably like got it wrong. No matter what, the so. mascot will fully give it away. Oh. Um. Well, it's not. They're Amer- located in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana. Um. Their head coach has been around seven seasons so far. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I can say. American. Yeah. Um, Jesus. This is a tough one. Is Jesus, would, is Jesus their, their mascot? <laughs> I wouldn't have oh. uh, I wouldn't have known that Patrick Ramsey is from this school. Well, I, I, I recognize, uh, like, I can see a picture of him in a uniform, but I right. can't make it out. Um, yeah. Mac Brown coached at the school for one year. Interesting. He took him to uh, the Independence Bowl. Uh, in 1987, in case you were curious, I, I can't I can't come up with it. If it's uh, Louisiana, oh, is it Louisiana Monroe? No, no, that's not a bad guess though. No, this is uh, the the mascot is the Green Wave. Oh, Tulane. Tulane. Uh, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Tulane was in a, a totally different side of the country. You know, with those types <laughs> of schools, with the, like the two lanes of the world, it's like who would know? Who would know what who, what, what state they're in? You know, that's that's that, that's the crazy thing. But now. Now you do know, and now you can tell your friends. Patrick Ramsey, you can quiz your friends at home as well. You know, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to do next. If, uh, <laughs> if, if anybody's curious, Patrick Ramsey played for the Green Wave of Green Tulane. Wave. Not a lot on the final lap here, uh, but we're going to talk about some of the other headlines in sports, starting with, and, and I know this one's pretty interesting to you, Mike, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is named the starting quarterback for the Steelers, so your boy Kenny Pickett drops down to the third spot. In the uh, in the depth chart, not surprised whatsoever. Obviously, Kenny Pickett was you know basically the most pro ready quarterback, but you already had Mitch Trubisky, and he's probably already looking pretty decent in camp. Why would you go get Mitch Trubisky and then sit him on the bench? There's no really point for that. I think their main goal is to have Kenny Pickett sit behind Mitch Trubisky. Mason Rudolph is a is is a, 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 a I don't even know why he's on the roster. Yeah, uh, but but Mitch Trubisky, he's going to sit there, and they're hoping possibly that he goes out there, balls out. And all of a sudden, they can maybe trade him or something like that uh, to a team that needs him. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett comes in there and slides in there, uh, just like he fake slide, uh, fake slid in the uh, in the bowl game uh, last year. Two-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders retires after 12 seasons in the NFL. He announced his retirement today. Uh, 35 years old, Emmanuel well, the- Sanders. Well, the funny thing is that last three years of his career, it's like he'd always catch a random pass. You're like, wait, he's on this team? Like you'd always just yeah. remember that, like he just like he's still playing somehow. It's kind of crazy. Uh, U.S. Uh, men's national team soccer player uh, Miles Robinson was arrested for a misdemeanor over a five dollar shot. He had uh, <laughs> he stole basically. Uh, at, at this bar near Truist Park in Atlanta, uh, this guy refused to pay for a $5 shot that he had taken off of a drink tray. And then the bartender told management, who then got the police involved. 
and uh, ends up being charged with uh, uh, a misdemeanor. And and he, after being detained by police, Robinson was told all he had to do was pay for the drink and he could leave. And according to the report, Robinson just responded, all this over $5, bro, and then called the bartender racist and things like huh. that. Um, so have you ever, uh, have you ever not stolen a $5 shot, but... Uh, uh, when it comes to like bills at bars and stuff like that, have you ever like accidentally skipped out on a tab or or any any sort of like uh, weird payment story? Uh, that sort of That's the thing is I'm always so wary of doing that because I'm always like, man, I I really don't because they're always like, oh, yeah. they're gonna take twenty five percent of the I'm bill. I'm always terrified of that too. Yeah, yeah, so I'm always like, all right, uh, like what's the game plan here, guys? Like it's our last one, or whatever, <laughs> right, maybe. Right. Like, all right, what's what, what's it going on here? Um, so we used to do the move back in college where it'd be me and my buddy and we would just do tag team style where we would literally, I would go to the bar, get two beers, bring one for him. Then he would go to the bar next get, and we would just do it single bills the entire time. So we didn't have to have a, a tab. Uh, not to mention that when you're in college town, I mean, there's a million people everywhere. So the problem is that when you go there, you know, they're all, I'm on his tab, you know, like you don't want any of those guys, uh, those jagaloons. Right. So, right, right. uh, that's, I, I've never done that. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I, I it is always, it's a little scary when, it's one of those bars where like they take your card yeah. and they hold on to it. And that's kind of the, one of those ones where you're like, man, I sure hope I see my credit card again. <laughs> like, you know, you're kind of like, all right, here we go. Yeah. They hold on to it. Now, a lot of places don't hold on to it. They just scan it or, you know, they slide it and then right. they've got it. But I've been in that situation where like, uh, I, yeah, I remember once I was like, I wasn't even, uh, I wasn't even drunk, but I like was um, at a bar and and the lady the when I, I was just trying to like close my ch- tab or whatever and right. this lady was giving me so much attitude it was, oh, it was great. pretty unbelievable. Um, <laughs> oh, I can believe it. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that that is your <laughs> that is your final lap. Before we end this episode, we do want to hit up the money line. It's a chance to give you some picks of the week. We're kind of starting new here, starting fresh. Football season's here. Now Now we get into more of the season where I'm like, all right, I'm more confident in our picks. Because before, we're picking baseball, we're picking NBA, we're picking all this over the place. It's like, no, no. Football is where we live and breathe when it comes to betting. Um, So we've got our our locks and our dogs here. I'll start off. My lock, I'm going Alabama, uh, minus 20 versus Texas. I think some people I could see some people thinking the play could be, hey, you know, Texas is is uh, is a little bit better, um, not better than Alabama, but a little bit better than than maybe they were last year. Maybe they could hang in there and cover. I still think Bama is just, I mean, they they had Bryce Young in for like a half uh, last game because they were <laughs> like, we don't we don't need this guy getting hurt. We don't need a lot of these guys getting hurt. Bama is really really good. I think they blow out Texas. Definitely win by three touchdowns. Uh, my dog. I don't think I don't think that Northwestern is that good. I think they did look pretty good against Nebraska in the, in the overseas game, but I think that they're still Northwestern and Duke always kind of, you know, they kind of they're not they just come out of nowhere sometimes and put together a good game. So I'm saying Duke covers that nine and a half versus Northwestern. I right. think Northwestern's just not. I think they're overrated. I think they're not that good. Um, so I'm going to take Duke covering nine and a half against Northwestern. What a hell of a game, Balls. Duke versus Northwestern. Yeah, I'll, I will be the only one watching that game. I don't know. Is, sure. that, is that a debate team uh, tournament? Yeah, I don't know what the hell like that quiz is. Bowl for sure. Uh, so uh, my lock of the week, Carolina versus Cleveland, minus one and a half for Carolina. Carolina laying the one and a half points with Baker Mayfield yeah. facing his former team. I, like I think that. Baker – I think, honestly, Carolina's just going to say, hey, go do what you did at Oklahoma. Just run around. Do whatever you want to do. You're fully healed uh, from what I, I heard. Um, you know, Go around there, and, and, and you're really going to go out there and play. Uh, who was it? Um, who, who's the quarterback for Cleveland right now? Uh, it's, it's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, so right, it's like right, – right. uh, sorry, his name was, it was spacing me for right now. But you're going out there playing jo- Jacoby Brissett, who I think is average at best, and then you're going out there against Cleveland, and yeah, Cleveland has a good team. But Carolina with Baker Mayfield at the helm, you got DJ Moore, you got some weapons there. C- CMC is fully healthy, so you know what? Laying the two, I'll take that all day. Uh, and my dog is—I'm going back to the age-old additive here that me and you have been talking about. That's, I, love I, this, I love this pick. <laughs> I, I literally went through a ton of picks, and I was like, you know what? I'm going with Hawaii uh, plus fifty-one Get at the Michigan. mortgage on this, people. Fifty-one <laughs> points. Are we really thinking? And Michigan is going to cover 51. This is in honor of Lene Kakua. 
Uh, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, there we uh, go. And uh, you know what? Manti Teo. He, he won. It's <laughs> I mean, Mike, it's like the Warriors. You, you get up like 30. You start, you know, you start working in some of the other guys, you know, yeah. especially when you're playing a Hawaii team. It's like 50. Like, look, I mean, Hawaii got spanked by Vanderbilt. So, like, you know, obviously, like, hey, you know, Hawaii's, uh, Hawaii's not looking that great. But still, 51 bet and Michigan and Michigan ain't Bama like I bet last time with Bama and New Mexico State right right exactly exactly no, 51 think, though it's like come on man like half if they, if they get up by say 38 you really think they're gonna have their, their starters in now they could obviously score two more touchdowns because Hawaii I guess is playing I mean, five people Western Kentucky put up 49 on them last week 40 it was 49 17 Vandy put up 63 the game before I, I mean but still it's 51 that's insane. That's like betting like a, a plus ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I like the the dog pick there. I will be very upset for you if that doesn't hit because you know me. I love that play as well. It worked for me in week one or week zero. I did play. There was like a big spread that right. that worked out in my favor. I'll um, throw a few pesos on there and I'll and I'll uh, just uh, yeah. just roll the dice a little bit. Yeah, let me keep keep me posted on that. Those are our picks of the week. Bet responsibly. Uh, and uh, this is again, this is the best time of year to be a sports better. Oh really yeah. Is. Football is here, NFL's here, all that good stuff. Thursday nights, we got the Rams, we got the Bills, as we talked about this top of the show. Definitely taking the Bills here on this one. Yeah. I got Josh Allen on my fantasy team, so I'm ready to rock with him all season long. Um, you know, so I, I'm hoping he puts up an MVP season for sure. Hopes, hope, hope he gets me back in the title game for fantasy. Uh, would be nice. Just missed the playoffs last year after being the champion the year prior. I'm ready to go right back to the ship, Mike. I, I, I got a little taste, got a little taste of what it's like to be on top and be a king. I'm ready to go right back there. I'm riding Josh Allen all the way to the front. I would too. Honestly, I'm just hoping to see this week. I'm hoping to see Mando, like, you know, race a, a cheetah yeah, or a jag, like jaguar. Race or, a jaguar, or, or, not or a him cheetah. maybe, like, bite, like, uh, bite one of the other players or something. Like, he. <laughs> Like he he takes out Trevor Lawrence's ankle before the game, and they're like, ah, he's a dog. Like we can't want to. Hey, he, he can't control him. Yeah, then, he's then, rabid. Then I'll root for Mando. If Mando does some shady stuff like that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan yeah. at that point. Yeah, or they have a guy like you said, dresses a Mandalorian, come out there and just start flying around. That works. Uh, too. Hey, Daniel Snyder has the money. He can do it. That that works too. Um, we are just about done, and we'll be ready to come back next week um, for you know and break down week one and all that good stuff. Uh, this has been another episode of the DC crossover. Our boy John, what's his name? John Z. John Z. I haven't heard uh, from him in a while. Shout out to the contender, wherever <laughs> they are. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of the DC crossover. <laughs>